Welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed. And we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really popping off in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We'd love it if you like and comment and subscribe and share our episodes so we can stay connected. Also, if you ever have any suggestions for things that you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at at JulieGirlPod or sending us an email to JulieGirlPod at gmail.com. And for any other information that may arise that you feel like you need to know, you can head over to our website, JulieGirlPod.com. Calm. Zachary, sir, how are you today? Hi, 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 hi. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good. It's been a morning. Um, Why? I'm just, I'm, I'm good. To, I'm happy to be sitting down right now. What you been doing? I've just, uh, been running around. <laughs> um, it's a friend's birthday. Um, someone in our friend group. I don't think that you know her though. Um, and we're doing a parking. And I, it's at two and, you know, usually we record at like one. So I was like, okay, we need to move this up. But then I'm like, okay, well, like, let me go get donuts. Let me be cute, you know? And I did not expect to have to wait in line at this donut place for 30 minutes. Oh and my that just gosh. like really, really threw me off. And you know how I get when I'm like thrown off. I was just like super flustered, rushing around. And then I just like, all I wanted, all I wanted was a latte. <laughs> and they were like out of espresso and oh, i was like no. you have got to be fucking kidding me where did and you so, go and then i was like i went to california donuts oh well so um, you should have known that they're always busy yeah but not like always and it's like right next to me so it's not like i had to drive far for it it's like less than a mile away from me so i was like it'll be fine and i had given myself plenty of time i thought to go get fucking donuts but i guess not and then they ran out of espresso so then i was like okay well i need a latte so I went to Starbucks and that line took forever. <sighs> and I just, I'm not good with waiting. <laughs> Clearly. I don't, I don't understand this waiting thing. And if it doesn't like fit within my time frame, I'm not happy about it. So I was just a little flustered, but I'm happy to be here. So, so you yeah, only I went to, to like, two places? Yes. And like, I woke up early. So you made it seem like you was going all around the world. <laughs> I, I was, I felt like. You said because, that, I mean, you said I, California, I love... you said California Donuts is right by you. Yeah, but then I had to go to Starbucks, which is like in the opposite <laughs> direction. <laughs> you were ridiculous. And then when you like wait, and also LA is like really humid today. Like, and that's Ugh. the thing is like, it's gross. And so I just stand outside and I like started to like sweat and not because it's like hot, but it's like, like humid sweat. And like, it's like never humid in LA and it's just feels weird today. And I'm not like happy about like going to the park and being outside in this. Um, I just don't feel cute and I feel flustered and 
I feel like everything I got ready for, I'm going to have to do after this. And I'm just, I'm, I have to accept that I'm going to be late to this parking and that is okay. It is okay. You know, for a second, we're going to take a moment, just breathe deep. <laughs> deep exhale. I'm sorry, I was drinking my latte. <laughs> <laughs> I worked so hard for this. I deserve. I'll breathe later. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, Other than that, how is anyway. everything? Are you back home? I am back home, um, which is exciting. Uh, last week was interesting to be recording at, like, my boyfriend. It was fine. Like, he was in another room, but it just felt weird recording outside of my space. I mean, it I was just weird for like, me, too, because I was recording in somebody else's house with my family in the mm-hmm. other room, so I didn't feel like I could really talk at full volume. I didn't really feel like I could express myself the way that I usually would be comfortable doing. So the whole mm-hmm. time I was editing, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not, like, really giving any... I felt like I was whispering at times. <laughs> <laughs> but Give you know, us nothing, girl, or whatever that <laughs> means. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to do what you got to yeah. do, you know? so... Yeah, but it's I'm happy fine, to be back in my bed. Well, I'm like sitting on top of my bed. I'm not like on bed or whatever. But like, anyway, I'm happy to be back in my space. Everything is going well. I went to this um, really fun event this week called Huluween. Um, Hulu uh, is putting on like this thing. Um, and somehow I got tickets for it. Um, nice. And yeah, it was super fun. They did like a little drive through scary thing, which is like perfectly my speed because I hate scary shit. Like, I don't like haunted houses. Like movies and stuff is fine, but like I don't like haunted houses. I don't like things jumping at me. I don't want anyone touching me. I don't like nothing me near me. So like driving through like a haunted like thing and them having to stay like six feet away from the car, that was like perfect. It's like I can see you. I appreciate the setup that you've done. This is, you know, pretty. You're so creepy to me. But <laughs> you're you're far enough away that like I'm comfortable. I don't feel yeah, I don't feel uncomfortable. Except there was like it was like different like movies and stuff that they and TV shows that they had set up and they had an American Horror Story like section and it was like the clown from American Horror Story. Oh yeah. And he um he made like really direct eye contact. Like it was so creepy. And he acted like he was gonna jump over and come at the car and it literally made me scream. Like it really freaked me out. Um oh, gosh. So, Man, if you're listening to this, whoever you were, you did a really good job. From six feet away, you made me yell. Like, you did your clap, clap to you. Snap to him. <laughs> um, but then at the end of the maze, or like, yeah, haunted maze thing, whatever you want to call it. Drive I was through. like, it's um, a maze? What if they had it like wasn't a corn a maze. maze, but like for cars? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Girl, like running stuck. into each other. You got to like back up and shit. <laughs> that would be a I mess. Would, I would probably start crying. Like that sounds like a nightmare. Um, it wasn't amazing. That is it was terrifying. Like Drive through, but at the end there was it was a drive-in movie, and they were showing Bad Hair. Oh yeah. And I loved that movie. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen anything it's yet. So really. it's so good. Um, I highly recommend. It's not scary um, in like a jump scare type of way. It's there's just a lot there's a lot that goes on in the movie. I'm not going to get into it, but it's so good. Highly recommend. And Kelly Rowland has a song in it called I Get It. And I heard it's at about the beginning that. of the film, and I literally the entire film, I was just like, I get it. Like it is such a bop. Like <laughs> Yes, I Kelly. was singing it nonstop throughout the film. It's like they would say something and it's like something that you could like respond to like, I get it with or whatever. And yeah. me and like Freddie were just like back and forth, like I get it. Like it was so <laughs> cute. 
um but it was a good movie um it was also like technically like the premiere of it i guess so i got to see usher and got to see kelly and it was like cool to like be in a space with like artists again um oh they were there how does that work is there mm -hmm. like a stage uh yeah they were just like up front they were all in cars usher had like this i don't know i don't know anything about cars but he had this really cool car and he had like this like 90s like haircut like thing he was like all decked out i loved it because it took place like in the 90s Right. And um, so it is was this at the Rose Bowl? It was, it was at the Rose Bowl, yeah. I feel like everything is happening at the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is making money off these drive in things. Right. <laughs> like you use And your it was space. so legit. That's awesome. I mean, I didn't pay, but like I and I don't think it was a pay thing. I think it was like through like one iota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it was just so legit and it was just so fun and it just kind of like took me back to the event world and like if that's like all we get like i'm okay with that i just want more of that you know and i know that yeah. it's harder and like all that stuff but it was just like it just was really nice and i loved it you know I getting out of the house the, like i you know one thing i like about quarantine is that most people are still in the house or not doing anything so there's like no fomo for me like i don't see anything mm -hmm. that i'm like and if i do see people out i'm like girl go back home like you don't need to be right out but like seeing car stuff, like I've been getting so many invitations for different things. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, so this is what y'all are doing? Because especially for like Oscar season, they usually have so many parties. So I was like, what are they going to do this year? But they're doing a lot of those driving events. And mm -hmm. I was like, that is so interesting. But I'm just going to chill here and watch from afar. Yeah. But they look cool. I mean, I, it, it was really cool. I like it. And personally, like I like I, I mean, I never obviously thought about being in a car or anything like that before, but like, it's nice to like have your own space, you know, yeah. and not uh, people being like all up on you and shit. The only thing I was worried about was the restroom situation, especially Ooh. when I got there and saw that they were porta potties, but like oh. they were like the nice like event porta potties. But I was like, Ooh, girl, like that's, I don't know. But I had to use the restroom during the middle of the movie and I was like, fuck. So I went. And they had someone standing outside of each porta potty cleaning it between each person. Oh wow! I was I didn't I, know. Even, I didn't even think twice about like people needing to use the restroom when they go to things like See, that. Yeah, that's like all I think about when I go somewhere. I'm like, is there a restroom? Is it clean? Like, because I, I don't want to like have to use like a porta potty because like aerosols. I don't know what y'all if y'all sneeze in there or something. I don't want to like go stand right. in the crap of it. Um. But they have people cleaning between each person. I, like, thank them so much. It's so nice. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, that was, like, really cute. I'm trying to think what else happened this week, if anything. Um, I worked a lot. Um, oh, I got a new roommate. Oh, um, dang, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he moved in, like, the day, like, Monday. Um, so, so Kobe Queen left already? Was, yeah, COVID Queen left at, like, 12 o'clock on... Um, Sunday was when she was done so I stayed away until six o'clock because they say that like it can stay in the air for like up to three hours so I was like let me give it six um for all of her germs to fall to the floor and then when I came home I like hardcore like Lysol everything I kept my mm -hmm. mask on Lysol everything and was just like we should be good because like everyone left this weekend there was only one person who stayed behind while she was moving out um but she said she stayed in her room so she should be fine and Dang. they had masks on and stuff. But so, yeah, a new roommate moved in on Monday. And yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did have one question. So when you go to these drive-in movies, do they, do you have to like tune your radio to something? 
Yeah, they oh. give you a radio station. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I was like, mm-hmm. how does the audio work? They do it like they did back in the day. We got to move that little speaker <laughs> in your car. No, you turn it to a radio station. Um, but I also went to a drive-in um, like a month or two ago, probably like two months ago. Um, and they had, you could either do it on like your radio or you could do it like through an app oh, okay. on your phone. It's like your phone connects to like your car or whatever. That's and awesome. um, I found that the app was like better. It was better quality than the radio, but... I would love for more yeah. artists to use like technology like that in situations like that to premiere their albums or to do concerts or whatever. Like I would not be mad mm-hmm. at that. No, and, I wouldn't know, either. Oh, I thought you said no. Like I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> After I just sit here and talk about how much I loved it. Be like, <laughs> the way you said no, that. you said no. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be dope if like you could see the stage but also you could like tune in like you said tune into an app or something and there was camera shots yeah. on the app um that yeah. would be so dope there's so many options yeah i mean I, we need you have to get we creative. need something like that because i am so over these fucking virtual shows like i don't no. want to watch nothing virtual don't even fucking bring it up to me because i'm not tuning in like i don't even <laughs> care what artist it is like after we like because you watch Phoebe's um Red yes. Rock show. Like after that, like that is like the top bar. That is like top tier. That's what I want to see if I'm turning into a live thing. I'm not getting that from anyone else. Like I really? don't I don't need to see it. I watched uh, yeah. JoJo's and, like, and it was really great. Um it was done with Melody uh, Melody uh Melody VR and <laughs> get it out. <laughs> shut up. You always pick on me. You know I can barely speak. If I I'm a writer, like I can write, but it's str- mm-hmm. I struggle when it comes to speaking. <laughs> okay um shut up you're so annoying <laughs> i feel like a big part of our relationship is antagonizing each other <laughs> oh no truly if we don't make fun of each other who are we like right. i don't want a friendship that i'm nice to my friends what <laughs> fuck that shit but no jojo did a, a, me- a melody vr <laughs> i was about to mess it up again um show mm-hmm. and it was done in like you could use your vr g- goggles and Ooh. there were different parts of the stage so you could change and move around and you could turn around in 360 and see the whole entire room and so you could see where she was performing or you could watch the the, the bass player or the piano mm-hmm. or like whatever you wanted to and it was actually really good and her set list was really well done and I was really impressed it's, this is when I was still in California so it was earlier uh-huh. in quarantine but she released an album al- an album in May and I was really impressed by it because I also was of the mindset of, I'm not trying to see another live anything. Don't tell me. I Cause when we first started quarantine, I had turned on everyone's like Instagram live notifications because I was interested in seeing what people were doing. But after a while, I was like, if you don't turn this off, I don't want to see another Instagram live if I ever live. But after I saw that, I was like, this is actually really great. But I, I think Phoebe was the first thing I've watched since. And that was also really good. So I'm not opposed to a live show that's virtual, but it needs to be really well done and well produced. Um, Especially, and I wouldn't be opposed to it because this year has been so good for music and I am interested Mm -hmm. in seeing um, a lot more of the music that I've loved performed live. So Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually welcome some, some live shows. So hopefully some people will do some stuff soon. I just like, I don't, I, it just feels like an extended music video to me. Like it's cool. And like, I appreciate the content, but it's nothing, it's not special, you know, it's like, I feel the same that I feel when I watch like a music video or something like it's fun in the moment, but it's not the same. 
And this, I mean, this just comes from me because I literally spent every night of my life for like the past three years at a show, you know? So like king of shows, I know how it feels. Like it just doesn't feel the same and I don't get the same um, pleasure from it, but it's still nice to have. I guess that's how I should put it. It's nice to have, but whatever. Um, Speaking of music venues though, um, Zebulon just sent out an email to like, I guess all of their lists and they also put on the Instagram that someone that was working at the bar last night tested positive for COVID this morning. And so like, if you were there, you should get tested, which this is why you guys like don't go to bars. Like even if it's outside, you are still exposing yourself. Now, now like people who were there probably are like worried and like, Oh my God, was it my waiter? Was it not? And why do you even like what, for what? Like a beer that you could have got from the grocery store and drink at home. Like it's literally the exact same thing and pay less for, but you know what? Shout out to Zebulon for being transparent and telling everyone. I thought that was like really cool. But at the same time I was like, thank God I wasn't there. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I'm not into, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling through all of this because I'm, I'm already not a person that goes out a lot. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting to go out a little bit more. Like I had like a little picnic with my friend the other day in the park, and yeah. so like these things are. I'm starting to venture out a little bit more, but I'm still just terrified. And last week I lost a friend to what we think is potentially COVID, and it's 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 upsetting because it's so unnecessary. And and her yeah. her situation specifically she really can't leave the house and like do for herself. And so it's upsetting Mm -hmm. because if it was COVID, then she wasn't protected properly. And that makes Mm -hmm. it even more upsetting. And so I'm like extra cautious. I mean, I'm already extra cautious, but it's just so real and people just don't care. And they don't, I don't think they understand or do they not want to understand? I don't, I can't mentally wrap my mind around it because I just don't, and also I'm just not a selfish person by nature. I'm, I'm extremely selfless. Yeah. And like, I, I really do think about what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is feeling before I ever think about what I need. And so it's, yeah. it's, I, I don't know if that's just the issue with other people that they are wanting to make themselves feel better. So they go out and do what they need to do or what, but it's so hard for me to process. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's, it's really hard. And like, you know, you said like you went to like the park, like going to the park and stuff, like we need human interaction. I completely understand that. Like, and going to the park, like your risk is very low. Like today I said, I'm going to a parking, but like we all got tested on Thursday. Like my friend Kim messaged me and was like, Hey, I'm negative. I was like, I got tested. I'm negative. You know, it's like, if you're going to hang around people, like take responsibility and like, no, I feel like I'm talking about like HIV, HIV. right now. <laughs> know your status, you know, like, no way but seriously it's, and i it's think maybe that's much why, like, like that. i'm able to like cope with this because it's something that i'm just like i feel like i'm so like used to you know it's just like know your status before you do something so it's just like a new version of that so right. to me, it's not like a big thing it's just like know whether you're positive or not like know where you've been what you're doing be aware of everything be aware of the people that are your friends that you trust ask them what they've been doing because no one purposely gets COVID. You know, like, but if you have friends that are going out to restaurants and doing stuff, even though they trust you, even though you trust them and they would never do you any harm, like you can't, like you can't, you just can't trust them. You have to question them. You have to be like, well, have you got that fit? You know, like, um, I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's wild. Um, Do you think this whole, do you think, think, do you think testing for COVID is going to make testing for other things like HIV and other STDs and just other things in general more prevalent? Like, do you think it's going to 
make those a, a little easier to talk about publicly because this has um, been such a widespread thing? I mean, I think so. I don't know. I'm like very honest with all of that stuff. So for me, like, it's very much like, I don't know. I think just being part of the gay community and like having like good friends, like I never hold back. Like, I mean, when I was like not dating my boyfriend, like I was sexually active and I would get tested, you know, cause that's the responsible thing to do. There's no shame yeah. in that. It's just part of what it is. And so, I mean, I hope for others that like it will become like easier to talk about, but I feel like for the gay community, for the most part, if you understand anything about it, um, talking about testing and stuff like that really isn't a stigma um, unless you're just ignorant. And then that's on you, not someone else. Like you should never feel shame for- There's a lot of ignorance in this world. There is a lot of ignorance in this world, but you should never feel shame in like knowing your status and, you know, figuring out what's wrong with your body so that you don't harm other people, you know? Um, And honestly, (laughs) I wish, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, I wonder if like when COVID kind of becomes a little bit more controlled, if it'll be a thing like HIV, like if you pass it, you can like, cause like it's HIV. If you know you have it and you still go do like have sex with someone and pass it, like that person can like sue you because you're killing them. I wonder if like later on, like when it's a little bit more controlled, if like someone has COVID and like they don't want to like quarantine and they still go out and like someone gets it and like they knew or something, they can like sue them. This is like a really weird, nothing to do with like Julie girl, but it's just something. It's just something I was thinking about. We haven't really talked much this week, so yeah, I kind of forgot we were recording a podcast. sorry y'all um we're talking about like fucking testing from like hiv and shit uh guys yeah i mean for the people who are listening know your status it's super important it's nothing to be ashamed about um and it's just important it's just things you should know what's going on with your body at all times so hopefully testing for covid opens people's eyes to testing for other things and makes people less ignorant i don't know i don't think it will but maybe i eh, whatever maybe um we'll see. one other topic before we uh get into big brother or whatever else you want to talk about um yeah. what do you think of the new ariana song <laughs> i'm bored i'm sleep i was i literally almost turned it off halfway through i was like well, what the fuck is this <laughs> it's just you know it's 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 bothersome to me i'm listen music specifically pop music and artists that are larger than life mean a lot to me mm-hmm. i've always been really mesmerized and inspired by the whole trajectory of somebody starting out small and growing and becoming a superstar and i think mm-hmm. that it's super important that once you reach a certain height that everything you put out and everything you do needs to build upon what you've already done because like i said last week legacy is so important you got to know your history <laughs> and you have to build your history and i want artists to take that super seriously and i feel like ariana is making a misstep by releasing another album so soon even though i know it's been like a year and a half or whatever since it does not feel like a year and a half though it does not (laughs) it literally feels like it was like a month ago it feels like it was february of this year not february of last Mm -hmm. year and so i she still feels really relevant on my spirit and i don't like when artists come back with another album when they still feel relevant to me just like she did with thank you next and sweetener it was way too close together and Mm -hmm. so but that worked because she came back with with bangers that slapped yeah. and they went well, number I one think like that, she killed. So I yeah. well, 
but but I just don't think that the way that she's rolling this out is comfortable for me, especially two weeks before a major election. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's ir- a little bit irresponsible for her to make a video that is political themed when it doesn't really have anything oh, to do with what's video. going on right now. And there's, it's not even like the video itself is doing anything bad, but it's her being mm-hmm. in the White House and she's the president. And then she's this, um, <clears throat> what are the, the girl that talks that nobody, like this, the person that tells you all the stuff you need to know. <laughs> like she's doing all these positions in the White House, which mm-hmm. is fine. And I understand that she, people were explaining to me that, that it means that she can do all of these things. She's a woman of all things. So you can't pigeonhole her into anything and that, you know, she can oh be the God. president, but also meet you in the bedroom and do all these other things. And there's no shame to any of that, which I get. But also we have a major election coming up in two weeks. So to use the attention of a music video and to be in the White House and not make a statement saying vote or say something, like it just didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. It just felt like the messaging was confusing. And then the song itself is basically saying what she could do for a dude. Like, like it just mm-hmm. it just all doesn't feel like it's building on who she is as an artist and what she the power she has. I feel like she's squandering her power a little bit in this time when it could be mm-hmm. so powerful because we are two weeks from an extremely, extremely important election. Well, also, it just feels like a step back from Thank You Next. Like, okay, I'm not like a huge Ariana fan. I didn't get We're into her moment. until Dangerous. <laughs> well, listen, I like, I um, didn't get into her until Dangerous Woman. I still haven't listened to the albums before Dangerous Woman. I have no intention on listening to them. Like, I'm glad you enjoy them. I just don't care. But Dangerous Woman is such a great album. I love it so much. Sweetener was okay. Like, it was, it didn't do much for me, but it was there. Like, I literally, I tweeted about it. Like, I had to go back and re-listen to it because I forgot how half of the songs went. I was listening to Dangerous Woman and I saw No Tears Left to Cry. And I literally could not think of how that song went. That happened Um, to me too. And I think that, like, the only reason I was okay with Thank You Next so soon after Sweetener was because it was, like, the complete opposite of Sweetener. You know, like, it was just, like, a whole album of her just being, like, a bad bitch. You know, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And I love that. And it was relevant. And then go from, like, and it was relevant and it just felt so good. And, like, do I know any of the songs off the album? Not really. I didn't listen to it (laughs) that much. But, like, when I did listen to it, you you know, it was, like, a everything was a bop. It was good. Uh, I just, it's not like something I go to, um, in my time of need, but, uh, <laughs> <In> <laughs> my time of need of pop music. Uh, I couldn't think of anything, <laughs> but Hilarious. going from being like such a strong, like powerful woman in this like idea I have of her after thank you next to like, I'm switching up positions for you. And like, just like, soft like kind of like sweet song of like all the shit that yeah that she can do for like a man or whatever i was just like what like this is not what i was expecting at all and it just like the like the artwork wasn't cute in my opinion um her like the artwork for her album is boring to me just after everything that we got from her and the thank you next era like this just seems like she's taking steps back and i I'm bored. I'm just honestly bored. And like, I tweet it like, yeah, I wish that she would have put this out in spring of next year. I think it would have been so much better. I feel like maybe I would have been ready for it. She's just like a spring artist too. You know, like I don't need to hear Ariana as I'm putting on like my winter coat. So <laughs> like, you know, like I want like music. I take my coat off too, because like I'm going into the club and I'm having fun and this is a bop, not like 
I'm bundling up and listening to Ariana next. I to mean, the this fire. song like, sounds. Fashion. This song is pretty low key though. It's not like a bob. It's just like it stays in it's that so key boring. the whole time. So it's like it's pretty. I, I don't. I don't think it doesn't fit into the energy that's around. But it's just and it sounds. It, it sounds so much like Bieber to me. Like it sounds like a reject from changes in a sense. And I was. Just I don't like, listen to that man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to that man. I'm so sorry to that man, but he will always be like a five-year-old boy to me, and I just cannot listen to him. I like <laughs> I Bieber when he gets away. I always away. see baby, baby right. Bieber, his little swooped hair. <laughs> yeah, I but, can't listen uh, to his music. I, like what you were saying about "Thank You Next," the reason that I was okay with it coming so soon after Sweetener was because she was going through that breakup with what's his face mm-hmm. and she was still dealing with everything that <laughs> happened Pete, with her, stop. with her ex um, boyfriend that passed away. So there were like real mm-hmm. things that she was dealing with that she put into the music and it made so much sense. And if, if, mm-hmm. if any artist ever has that situation where they can't help, but to truly express themselves and to get out the, the, the energy that's inside their body through art, like I'm always ready for that. It's at any mm-hmm. time. Like, I don't feel like you really need to time that properly because it's not so much about being a super success. It's about expressing what's going on in your world. But this mm-hmm. song feels like, oh, here's the first single for a new album. But also she may be trying to get out of her contract. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> exactly. But she may be trying to get out of her contract or renegotiate her contract. I don't know mm-hmm. off the top of my head what her contract sa- says, but like I've, I she could be trying to renegotiate and that's a, a tactic a lot of artists use but i'm surprised she if that is the case that she wouldn't do like a greatest hits or something because it's easy to throw mm. this out as well and i kind of feel like she's she could put out a greatest hits right now and i wouldn't roll my eyes at her do you have anything else yeah. sir <laughs> i feel like you got a list of things um, you want to talk about today <laughs> i know there's just some things came out oh also everyone watched Borat. i watched that shit last night and was laughing so hard um, it was good it's so funny. I mean, it's so sad because it's just like, these are real people and it's just right. embarrassing for them. But at the same time, this shit was so funny. I was laughing so hard. Um, I feel bad for my roommate because y'all know how loud my <laughs> laugh is. <laughs> Truly. I feel like my bird is copying me now too because she makes like this like, <laughs> like ah, 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 sound and I'm like, are you trying to laugh like me? Like, fuck you. <laughs> Go off glory. <laughs> but yeah um it was a laugh out loud movie i loved it that's so funny highly recommend anyway i think that's it <laughs> before we jump into big brother 22 i want to talk about big brother the game so we, oh my god tell me about it we got to vote for you yes well by the time you hear this the voting will have ended so it doesn't really matter at that point <laughs> hopefully i'll be a winner by that point which I'm, i mean i just cannot imagine not winning because I made it to the final three, so I was really excited. And I had been working with this one girl since week one, and we ran this entire game, and we got all the dudes out, and we was doing what we needed to do, and we did such a good job. We were called that damn duo. Hashtag that damn duo. <laughs> we did it. Um, but it was so fun, and she was so awesome. We really, like, became friends over this. Like, we were talking so much, mm-hmm. and she lives in LA. You had to work out 72 times to become friends? <laughs> Shut up. No. I 
actually, I, I've grown to not mind all of the tediousness of it because you do have to work to, to play the game. Like it's a part of the game that you have to put in some kind of time to get more things to talk to other people. I don't mind that at all. And I, I, I made like what, 4,000 coins or something crazy, but like, Mm -hmm it was really fun and the competitions are really well done and they're really fun. If, if they could get these glitches together, the game could be really great. And I even like the game a little bit more than like online orgs because the competitions are digital and everything's Mm -hmm. already planned out. So there's really nothing you can say unless your game, you know what I mean? You can't complain and be like, you're lying, you're cheating. Exactly. We don't want to pull a Zachary. <laughs> Sierra Del Fire. Did I did do it too. I was just trying to throw you under the bus a little bit. But no, um, well, you're going to come right under the bus with me. <laughs> beep, beep. Party under the bus, y'all. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's it's been really fun. I really love the competitions and I'm so happy that I made it to the end. So hopefully we win. But the we made it to the final three and the other person in the final three with us is an inactive girl. She ain't been there for six days. So I'm going to laugh if an active girl comes and just like sweeps it. <laughs> she better not. But two people win the first tier. So it's one of us is going to win no matter what. So Because really you get to the final three and then there's a vote. And the one person that gets the most votes is evicted and the other two that are left win and get to move on to tier two. So hopefully I win and then I can start oh. a tier two house one day when they finally update the app because it's been such a mess with the glitches. One day we woke up and there was nothing we could do. They were like, you have a day off. And we were like, girl, we just want to finish this. <laughs> we just done. want a full day. Yeah, it's been it's been a mess. It's today's like day 10 of this game. So I was like, can we get it over with? But my vote literally just started uh, like an hour ago. So I just posted on Twitter and hopefully people are voting so we can win. Yes. Can we vote if we don't play the game? Like, can I like still vote if I'm not like on the game or do I have to like sign up? You have to download the game and vote through the game, but you don't have to pay <sighs> to like play. I don't Child. You ain't got. <laughs> <laughs> I've already deleted the game off my phone. <laughs> You're so raggedy. I do. I really think once the game is stable, that you should play because I think you would really enjoy it. Um, you gonna pay for me? <laughs> I mean, I can send you a ticket if you want me to. Um, but also, you should <laughs> just you should just do it because I think if you play once, you'll probably want to play again if the game works mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to. Just because it's like yeah. it's like your survivor game, but it's a lot smaller and way more controllable. I think, and you don't have to dedicate as much time. Um, so you still mm-hmm. gotta get the satisfaction of like being strategic and doing what you gotta do, but not having to like let it control your life. Even though at a certain point it kind of did take over me and our my girl's life because we were like, we gotta win HOH tomorrow. I'm so nervous. She said she was having dreams. <laughs> I was like, we are doing dream- the most. <laughs> <laughs> we was doing the most but it was a lot of fun i highly recommend it so yeah it's great hopefully they just get these glitches together because it's impossible to play when these glitches are involved so yeah i also was so happy this week because my best friend got engaged and i Ooh. am just so, i saw those photos oh my gosh just so like, good they oh. were beautiful if you're listening Kristen, beautiful photos gorgeous I mean, photos we've been friends for such a long time and we've talked about you know future for such a long time so the fact that we're living in future now and like seeing all these things happen and they're just so well done and so like full of love and honesty and real just like real connection and it just uh, it just warms my heart it's been such a roller coaster of a month october has been such a roller coaster and i'm hoping that the roller coaster ends with 
Donald Trump getting evicted from the White House. Um, <laughs> have you voted What's yet? What's the vote of? <laughs> <laughs> Can Julie Chen please host the election? <laughs> oh Can we talk about Julie Chen's um, takedown on um, Family Guy? I died. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Previously on Big Brother, Tanner became head of household while host Julie Chen had plastic surgery to look less Chinese. Later, Sasha won veto power over Eric, but not before Julie married CBS chairman Les Moonves to get her job, and Les himself was accused of assaulting more than a dozen women. With nominations looming and Les fired for his predatory behavior, the boys' alliance of Jeremy and Pablo strategized while Julie stepped down from the talk to avoid uncomfortable questions, but continues to host this show and spend Les's enormous wealth. Who will be evicted tonight? Will Julie's craven opportunism ever end? And what does it actually mean to have an employee on call for oral? This would be better with a snack. So good. I'm like, what year did that come out? And how has has it never been passed around on Twitter before? Right. Like, it was so funny. So good. Um, yes, I've already voted. I voted like at the beginning of October. Okay. I think that. you probably mentioned it, but I forgot. I just yeah, got my I ballot. Mean, we talked today. about it. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I just got my ballot yesterday. Um, and my grandma got hers a couple of days ago. So we're going to sit down and vote together today. And then my aunt Aww. also works for the county. So she or the state and she's going to take it for us because they have a courier that goes directly there. And so that's a mm-hmm. lot more safe than putting it somewhere else. So I'm happy that I finally got it because I was getting a little worried. <laughs> it's taking a little. Yeah, longer. I saw something online. I don't know if this is true or not. There's so much to circulating online i don't trust anything but i saw something online that like if you're voting by mail make sure to drop it off at an official ballot election place because like the mail like usps if you vote after october 20th it's not enough time for it to get in so i don't know if that's true or not but like if it is y'all just make sure y'all get it in i don't know please just make sure you get it somewhere (laughs) get it somewhere right (laughs) and if you if you are one of the people that are deciding that you don't feel like you want to vote or you feel like your vote doesn't matter or any of those things please Mm -hmm. just go out and do just 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 vote i know that it's like because a lot i've talked to a lot of my friends and they're like i'm not gonna vote the electoral college votes for us anyway and this and this and that Mm -hmm. and i'm like i understand so much of that but at the same time you have to give them a run for their money and you have to show like each vote counts towards the state and people are going to know what that vote ended up being so if the vote does come out weird you know what i mean like you still know that as a state, you still stood for something. And I think that's really important. And so like, I talked to a friend in Georgia, he said he wasn't voting. I was like, sir, do you know that this is a huge, like this state could go blue this year. Your vote is necessary, especially in these swing states. Please get out and please vote because it is down to the wire. We literally have like 10 days or something crazy, 12 days, something like that. And I can't believe that we're already back to this point. And I can't believe it's been four years since BBOTT. And so crazy just a lot yeah are we ready to talk about big brother all-stars let's do it let's do it i feel like there should be some like another intro song into (laughs) like into a second segment you know it's like all that shit at the beginning 
<laughs> two podcasts in one. We be out here feeding y'all. <laughs> and you're Love still it. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gonna give you some more. So, right. you know, we're gonna jump back into the idea of of legacy and history and the richness of the legacy of Night Moves the Competition. So we jump into the episode. Don't and... make me hang up. <laughs> <laughs> you will be doing the Big Brother podcast segment all by yourself. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I was cracking up because when, well, I didn't crack up. When they started the competition, they were like, it's time to play chess, not checkers. I was like, girl, we are trying to forget Mickey. Please do not call back <laughs> to him. Thank you very much. Um, so how did you feel about this competition overall? Like the competition itself? I um, actually love the competition. I feel like this is a competition that I would have been really good at. I love a good puzzle. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this competition. I thought it was fun. I want to play it. I know. It It really is fun. And it's so strategic. And it's so simple. And that's why I'm ha- Like I said before, I was so happy that they brought it back. And I thought that this was a pretty good time to do it. Final Four, you pretty much have it in your hand. Like you can try to figure out what's best for you. So I was really into it. I was cracking up because when they got to choose their spots on the board and Christmas got to go first and then Cody went second and she was like, you have the whole board and you choose to stand a couple squares away from me reckless <laughs> the way she said reckless and she like moved her hand in front of her and like pulled something back i was cracking up and i i do have to give it to christmas because she has been a little bit entertaining in her like diary rooms and whatnot because i went back and was watching a little bit of like on the recaps and stuff and when she was talking about your boss pants or whatever you were talking about last week i was like oh <laughs> i hear it now there were so many things that you pick up on that i start laughing about uh-huh. afterwards after i talked to you about it (laughs) put your boss pants on like girl shut up she's such a mess so the competition goes on and cody and nicole were on my last nerves because they were so mad that enzo was choosing to like move away from christmas and not block her in how did you feel about like Mm -hmm. enzo's positioning in the game and his decisions yeah so honestly i get why enzo did what he did Obviously, you want to win, and he wants to be good with uh, Christmas as well because he, you know, he's also like he wanted to take her over Nicole, right? But at the same time, Cody is like his like ride or die, his like main one. I don't know if rocking that boat was like worth it. What's the downside of it, though? I mean, nothing because like he won, you know, like so he's HOH, so there is no downside of it. But I mean, going into like the final three, like it's is Cody going to, you know, like, is he going to take Enzo or is he going to take Nicole? And, like, him being like, oh, well, Enzo was, like, going after me, you know? I mean, they're so c- close to in that it really doesn't fucking matter. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I saw both sides to it. I saw why Cody was upset and I saw why Enzo would have done what he did. That's, that's all I can say about it, I guess, is I saw both sides and I get both sides. I was annoyed because Nicole was like, Enzo's just looking out for himself. It's very blatant. He's not playing for the team. I'm like, girl, this is Final Four. Like, the teams have disintegrated. Y'all got to figure out what's best for each one of you to get yourself towards the end of this game. And it really does make so much more sense for Enzo to try to get Nicole and Christmas to be the ones in the house, even though that's not what he was trying to do because his dumbass said he wanted to go to the Final Three with Cody. And I'm just like, bruh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Um, but I, I just don't understand why they're so gung ho about being a team like why is a team play so important in this game especially this far into the game 
Do you do you have any insight into that? Is it just loyalty or like what is it? I mean, I feel like everyone in the game that's left has played a pretty loyal game and it has been kind of a team effort. They stay pretty true to themselves all the way to the end. So I kind I mean, I kind of understand Nicole. I wasn't really upset about what she was saying. I don't know. Again, this uh, this was a, like a tough week for me because it is it's just so close to the end. And honestly, I don't really care about any of them. But at the same time, I also understand why they're saying what they're saying. So yeah. again, I I saw why Nicole would be upset because I mean they had such a big alliance. Obviously, eventually they're going to have to pick each other off. Other than getting Memphis out and Danny, you know, during like the triple, like they've been pretty loyal to their like alliances. So I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So Cody was chasing Christmas around the board. <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay. No, I. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> no, I was listening to you, but I kind of went blank on what I wanted to say. So I was like, let me just jump into the next, into the next part. Rude. So we don't have, so we don't have to stop, but you want to call me out like you always do. <laughs> to talk about what you said. I just don't think that this should be a team game, especially at this point. And I understand why people would feel like it should, but I think it's really it's there's there's a level of like insecurity, arrogance or entitlement when they make the statements like, oh, you're supposed to do this because this is what we talked about or we're a team. But it's really just because it's better for her. It might not be better for Enzo. It might not be better for Cody. You know what I mean? Like it's they're, they're not letting people play the games that are better for them because it doesn't it doesn't do what's best for their game. And I think that's but really that's such the point a selfish of Big brother. No, it's not. Why I mean, is Nicole going to? Why the fuck would Nicole be like, oh, like, yeah, I'm okay with that because it's better for Enzo's game and not my game. Of course she's going to be upset because it's worse for her game. At this, I mean, you're playing a game for yourself, so you're obviously going to be mad when someone does something that doesn't help you. No, I it's, understand. That's just part of it. <laughs> no, I, I do understand that because you want people to do what's best for your game specifically. But uh -huh. when we make decisions that are for their game, you kind of have to understand because it's not all about you at the end of the day. And that is the point of like, what I'm saying is everybody has their own games. So how can you have the expectation of somebody to do what's only best for your game all the time? It just doesn't make sense. You have to have some level of like self-awareness and like yeah. the realization that everybody's trying to get to the end. Everybody wants to win. It's not always going to be about what I want. Well, that wouldn't make a good um, diary room. Her being like, well, I mean, I guess everything's okay because, you know, it helps his game. Like that I'm, wouldn't be fun to watch. No one wants to watch someone not upset that they're losing. I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, no, that's boring. Uh, you you would be bored with it. Like I always say, I'm not one for good TV. I don't want good TV. I want honesty mm -hmm. and like straight up stuff well, I can relate to. You, if we're all gonna sit there and play for each other and play, like it's not. It, where's the competition? Where's the fun in that? No, like you have to get upset. That's what gets you riled up. That's what makes you and gives you the energy that you need to win the game. I agree. You need with that you. drive. And so having people be like, oh, well, you know, it's best for their game. And like, yeah, I don't need to see that. You can think that inside your head. I would not think that inside my head if I was in the game because I came, I gave up three months of my life. I'm at the end of it. I want to fucking win. So yeah, if Enzo doesn't do what we talked about ahead of time and does something else, yeah, I'm going to be fucking pissed because we just fucking talked about it. You know, that's 
I, I get it. I understand why Nicole would be mad because I'd be mad too. Well, get Christmas out. It's very easy. I mean, but Christmas leaving isn't best for Enzo. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is like Enzo has been doing it. I know. And like, that's what they need to understand. Honestly, if I was them, they need to get Enzo out. Like Enzo should have been out. Enzo should have been out the second that he fucking um, turned on Christmas and Tyler. But they Why? kept him. Like, because Enzo has been doing this the entire time. Like if they were fucking smart and paid attention, Enzo's been playing everyone to get what he wants, which is good. That's what he should be doing. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying it's something that he's doing and that the other people in the house should have been able to see it. They should have voted him out because, um, yeah, he's been doing that stuff and he's constantly saying he's going to do something and then turning the last minute and doing whatever's best for him. How have they not picked up on that yet? You know, like he's not going to do what he says. He's shown multiple times that he's not trustworthy. Why would you continue to trust the man? Because he does what he does in the diary room and he does what he does mm-hmm. in competition. Like he doesn't do it in outwardly in public. He plays a really great social game. And yeah, but the thing is, is like all Christmas had to do, which I mean, she tried to do this week is tell everyone like, hey, Enzo was like the one coming up to us in the bathroom trying to get Nicole out. And then he didn't do it. You know, he's doing little things and there's people still in the house that are part of these moves that he says that he's going to do that he doesn't follow through with. Why have they not thrown him under the bus before now? You know, like there have been multiple times where he, they, people could have told on Enzo, but they didn't, which that's on them. And it is what it is. I'm just personally saying I don't understand how he's got away with it. If I was in the house, I would like to think that I would have caught on to like what he's doing and how he's playing and I would have cut it out. I think they're I'm, aware of it, but they're okay. they're working with him. They he's like their dude. It's so it's such a loyalty game for them, because mm-hmm. if that was the case, they all should have cut each but other a long time ago. Enzo, but it's not a loyalty game because he's not doing anything loyal to them. So it's like he is though. Game, Enzo like got rid of him. Enzo got rid of David over Nicole. That was that showed loyalty to Nicole and showed that Christmas and Tyler could not be trusted. I think that was a great move for Enzo, even though it pissed me off. But at, at this point, though, it makes a lot more sense to his game. But what I'm just saying is I don't understand why Christmas didn't then go to Nicole and be like, hey, Enzo was in the bathroom saying he I think was they did, though. But, but see, it didn't matter because that. it worked in their favor. So they don't care. See, but that's a that's that shit that like I personally, if I was playing, I feel like I would be paying attention to. Right, me too. And be like, you're not you're not a trustworthy person. Like, yeah, you got away with it. Yeah, it worked this week. But what are you gonna do next week? And then like, right. just doing these little small things, like not getting Christmas out after he told you know uh, Cody that he would, you know right. stuff like that. Like he's constantly doing these things. I'm just I'm personally amazed that he's made it this far. I'm not shitting on his game. I'm not saying that what he's did is wrong because it's not like it's that i would pull i'm just i'm just amazed that he's gotten away with everything that's it i don't think you would have pulled something like that i think you would have played a much more cody game and enzo is way more under the radar right. and i don't think that i think that's why you might have a problem with it because <laughs> You're right i would have won the game around mm-hmm. it's shut the hell up it's <laughs> they sneak around what you got going on and you're like oh no we're not playing that like in the mm-hmm. in the big brother game that i was playing the big brother the game um mm-hmm. there was a guy who said he was my final two the first week and then i find out that he told somebody else that these other people were close 
but mm-hmm. he, he told the person that was also my like real final two so she told me he told me and so i was like oh so he's telling her information but he ain't telling me the information so he got to go because i'm not about to have you telling me i'm your final two he probably didn't have enough tokens <laughs> you should have given him like two hours so he had enough tokens to tell you but i was just like uh-uh and so i ended up having to blindside him and backdoor him and he was so hurt by it and he should be it was so it was i thought it was hilarious but his name was tyler c and i also was like uh-uh i'm not playing with no tyler crispin energy <laughs> like you got to go um but yeah so no i get it but I don't know. I feel like Enzo has played a good game in a sense, but at this point, I don't really want him to win because he hasn't taken the shots that he should have took, but we'll get to Mm -hmm. that. So I was cracking up because Cody was chasing Christmas around that board and she was like, why is he chasing me? And then his ass ended up (laughs) getting out of the damn game anyways. And she was like, chasing that dragon got you bit on the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Christmas, calm down. That was hilarious though. And then she, um, and the DR, she was like, all oh, that chasing got you to lose the HOH. E-Crow, Cody. I was like, who says E-Crow? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, he sacrificed himself to get her so that she wouldn't win. So oh, we stop. love sacrifice. Get sh- it was not, he was not a being a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was. He sacrificed himself. You are so annoying. <laughs> He um, said, but, you know what, Enzo, I'm going to give you this one. But it was also annoying because Enzo ended up winning the competition. He was like, let's go, let's go. And I was like, please shut up. They're so irritating. <laughs> so then Enzo's HOH, and he decides to nominate Nicole and Christmas for eviction. And I was the most irritated because he talked about nominating Cody. And Christmas even pushed for him to nominate Cody. And he did not nominate mm-hmm. Cody. Like, what sense does it make not to nominate Cody? What What are your thoughts on that? Because Cody could have won. Mm-hmm. Because what? Sorry, I'm eating one of these donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's for the park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, so, um, <laughs> damn, that donut is good. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Voting Cody. Like, no. Like, why would he? That gives him the chance to win, you know, power of veto and stay, you know, like if if he was going to take Cody out, he should have. It should have just been one of either Nicole or Christmas winning, taking themselves off the block, Cody going up there and then voting him out. But not giving Cody the opportunity to take himself down and continue to stay. And then now knowing that Enzo is trying to get him out. Zachary, everybody. What? everybody competes in the final four veto that's left. There's only four people left in the house. So no matter what, everybody's going to compete, whether they're Uh on the block or on or not on the block, all it comes down to is who wins that veto. So it really, who, who goes on the block doesn't matter. So I think it was so easy for him to just be like, Hey Cody, I'm going to put you on the block because he won HOH and the only, like the only accolade that he can take away from Cody at this point was the fact that Cody hasn't been nominated for eviction. And <laughs> they did all play. So, I mean, power veto, didn't they? <laughs> they did. And so I forgot. <laughs> so I know I was like, Zachary, I really want to interrupt you and make you stop, but I also don't want to <laughs> cut you off because you get mad when but I like, do. Honestly, <laughs> but, but I still, I still feel the same. Like why? It wouldn't have made sense. Like even, I mean, he he could have played it off of. I'm just putting you up there because I don't have any other options. But like, Cody wouldn't have taken it like that. Cody would have got his feelings hurt. I think in the best way to manage 
a player, he needed to keep Cody off. And then if Christmas or Nicole won, then put him up, and then they can have the discussion of getting him out. I understand like doing it just to put him up there so that he doesn't um, he doesn't uh, have like the thing being like oh, I haven't been on the block this entire season. I get that, but you're gonna have a really pissed off Cody, and honestly, like no one wants to put up with that. So just but who cares? I think he it, did the it right doesn't thing. really matter because after this, whoever wins goes to the final mm-hmm. three. Y'all are all going to the final three. Y'all just have to beat each other in those competitions. So it really just comes down to competitions. It doesn't come down to who's ever mad at whoever. It could probably, like, mm-hmm. you know, work some stuff to get somebody else voted out. It all comes down to who mm-hmm. wins final part one, part two, and part three of the HOH and takes out a person and sits in that last chair and has a resume and a story to tell that jury that can get them to get those votes for them. And so Enzo gave up an accolade that he could put on his resume and he needs every accolade he can have to put on that resume if he somehow gets to the end because he hasn't Mm -hmm. played a great second half of this game. He needs that. He has to have it. And he gave it up so easily. And that's why I was irritated that he didn't even try to have that accolade for only himself. Like he gave Cody something mm-hmm. else to put on his resume. And that in itself is a bad game move. <laughs> you don't agree with that? Um, I mean... You would not do that. You would try to have any and every accolade you could have if you was in your control. Yeah, I mean, probably... I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, I would like to think I would, but at the same time, like say it was me and you and like, we're at the end and we have like a final two. And then like, you know, we got these other people. Like I wouldn't put you up there just because you hadn't been on the block. Like I would feel loyal to you to like keep you. I feel like I, if I had like a solid alliance with someone, I wouldn't it doesn't do matter. Because it all comes down to who matter. wins that veto. I know it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, if I had a solid alliance with someone and I had been working with them throughout the game and we made it to the end and like it was like me having to put them up that I had like other options, I, I probably know I wouldn't put them up. Like one of the other people went and did that and like I had the opportunity to get them out and like there's no blood on my hand because there's only one vote, then yeah. Like I think if Christmas and Nicole won and Cody would have went up and they didn't take Cody out that's when I would have had like a really big issue with it because it's like, this is so easy. You're never going to have this opportunity again. Oh, and there's sure. no blood on your hand because you didn't do it. You know, it's Christmas or Nicole, you know, like they did it like that, that would be okay. But I don't think that I personally would throw up someone that I had been loyal to throughout the game. And, and just to say that that person had never been on the block. I would use it in a different turn and be like, I had the opportunity to put that, like I played a loyal game. I was with this person the entire time. I had the opportunity to put them on the block. You know, I could have used this to say like, to make them where they couldn't say that they had never been on the block, but because I was loyal to them and because I played like a loyal game, I, you know, continued to work with them and I didn't do anything to harm their game. I would in that direction probably, but that's just me. I actually have this question written down for later in the, con- in the conversation, but I was just like, how do you feel about strategy over loyalty? Because for me, I understand, like, I don't, I just don't think I would want to reward somebody for playing a loyal game because that's not, you know, like I want to, I want you to make the best moves for you at all times. And so 
you know, if if it does come down to you being with somebody that's really powerful and you don't get rid of them, that's still helping your game in a sense. You know what I mean? But like when it comes to stuff when you're in the final four and you're really trying to build a resume, it's like I want to see you make every single possible move you can to build that resume. And so I was really just thinking, where does where do you draw the line between strategy and loyalty? <sighs> Why I mean, are you <laughs> Because it just depends. Like, honestly, it's case by case. The way okay. I feel about something, it's more strategy. The way I feel about something, it's more loyalty. It just depends on who we're talking about and when we're talking about it, to be honest with you. The game isn't the same for everyone. It changes. People put themselves in different positions, and I expect different things from them. And I think different things will help them. Also, people's attitudes and the way that they just, like, move throughout the game. Like, things are just different for different people that's true not one game works for everyone so i can't here and say that like oh i'm gonna vote on strategy versus loyalty for this or i'm gonna vote for the other way around you know like i i don't know it depends on the person it depends on the game that they play throughout the you know entire season um i can't i can't do that but i don't fault enzo for not putting up cody because he has been very loyal to cody this entire game. I mean, he told Cody about the final three that he also had with Memphis. He didn't have to do that. It helped his game, obviously, but at the same time, he was still loyal to Cody. He's played a very loyal game to Cody. So I expect him to continue to stay loyal to Cody until the end, even though it's not what's best for him. It's just what he's been doing this entire time. But I think, I think in telling Cody that it was great strategy for him because it took any, you know, it, it it didn't make him responsible for the wise guys, even though it was was him being loyal, you know, it was him being loyal. So right. But where do you draw that line for loyalty? Because there's still, if there's still strategy wrapped into something, then I think especially strategy, strategy that helps your game. I think that's completely fine. And I think, I think you should be loyal, but they were also at like the final five or final six at that point. So like, you're still having to be a little bit loyal because you're still trying to get a little bit farther. But when you're at the final four and you're HOH, only three people can go. And it all comes down to one of those three people winning that veto. And so it doesn't really matter at that point because you the loyalty isn't really compromised because you just got to do what you got to do. And it's whatever's going to happen is going to happen when it comes down to who wins that veto. And so that's why I was just thinking like, I just feel like if it was me personally, I would want to be way more strategic, especially towards the end, than loyal. Because it is it is weird because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and you don't want to compromise anybody's relationships. And there's all you have to also take into mind jury management. You have to be careful with the things that you do if you do have loyalty to someone. But I think that you definitely need to make all the moves that you can, if, if especially if you need it. And sometimes you have to compromise the idea of loyalty for that because all Enzo has done this season is talk about how bad he wants to win and how he's going to win and how he's doing this and he's doing that and how all these people aren't playing to win and how he's he's going to win and all this stuff. But he's not been making decisions that lead him up to actually be the one to win because he's been letting these little moments slip away from him. Like now he's in the final three with Nicole and he absolutely doesn't want to be in the final three with Nicole. So if he would have made the decision to vote out Nicole and the triple, David would have still been in the house and things would have been very different. And so those little moments kind of add up and you have to think about strategy, like real strategy that helps your game compared to loyalty that especially when it's loyalty loyalty towards someone that can absolutely beat you in every single way 
it's it's a dangerous game to play i feel like and and like in christmas's exit speech or like her eviction speech when she was like you got final three or whatever you got third place Mm -hmm. like she's so right i just don't think that there's a way for him to get to those final two chairs unless he wins these hoh competitions that are coming up so i don't know i just feel like i would lean way more on to strategy than to loyalty because i think i can explain myself out of some trouble I might get into when it comes to relationships more than I could to myself when I don't win that $500,000 because I tried to be loyal, if that makes sense. It does. Again, it, everything is just case by case. I don't see in the winning in any way, shape or form. I think that it's just like a waste of breath for me to continue talking about him. I don't see him winning against either Nicole or Cody. In the well, too. We'll talk about the the final, like the winning stuff in a little bit. Well, I mean, I just said it. So that's about all I have to say. Well, there was something else I wanted to say about it that I want to bring up later. (laughs) Raggedy. Um, So also in these episodes, we've been getting so many raggedy segments that I just don't never want to sit through. But some of them are a little bit funny, but also just like, girl, I'm exhausted. Can this end? um christmas trying to talk to cody on the couch (laughs) whenever she was like were you in a talent show and cody was like i know she just want to (laughs) dance then she got up and started to dance and he was just like (laughs) i was like this is very relatable yeah it's still a little annoying (laughs) um and then that nicole sneezing segment i was like oh girl it was a choice then there was a segment about bananas. There was a segment about Cody and he doesn't like his nose. <laughs> and I was just like, girl. And I was cracking up because Enzo was like, well, if you win, you know what you can spend your money on. <laughs> <laughs> then Enzo was talking about how his dream final three was him, Cody, and Christmas. And I just don't know why. It's, it's hard for me to understand why he thinks going to the final three with Cody would be a good idea. And this is just another thing of me not thinking he really wants to win that bad because I just know for myself, it might be the easy road, but I think that the easy road is sometimes the best way for you to get the success that you're looking for. If you can go to the end with easy people to beat, it's a lot more strategic than going to the end with people that you're loyal to that can actually beat you. And so I would always want to take the people that I could potentially have a have an edge over um, to the finals. So I don't know. How do you feel about that situation in general? I mean, like I just said, I don't see Enzo winning against any of them. So, I, I mean, mean I think that Enzo has idea, a lot of though. stuff. Enzo, I mean, no. I mean, if I was Enzo, I would take Cody too. At this point, just stay loyal. Because, like, truly, if you would have taken – I feel like Christmas could have been, like, a, I played, like, an outsider game of, like, a, being in, like, the alliance and I'm still here, like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Nicole can pull the whole, like, I'm a fucking two-time, like, two times at, like, the final two thing. Enzo can be like, I mean, I won competitions, but then I just got the easy people out. You know, he didn't, he hasn't really done anything, like, super amazing. So I just don't see him, I didn't see him, like, easily winning over anyone. So I like at what this you point, said, it just though. made sense, um, it made sense for him to just stay loyal. Yeah, because he doesn't really have a narrative to his game. And so if he did stay loyal, then I think that would be a way for him to have a narrative. Which is what I said like 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Like he can literally use that with his thing. Like I could have got him out, but I stayed loyal to him. Like that could be his thing. (laughs) I understand that's what you said, but thinking of it in the context (laughs) of it being a narrative for his game 
is a different perspective, I think, or a different like okay. I see it a little different. <laughs> Don't be yelling at me, you're raising your voice. See, look, if, if only this was history, you know, he just doesn't get how this all adds up at the end. Shut up. Sometimes <laughs> it takes me a minute to get there, but I get there eventually. <laughs> talking down to me, like I don't know what I'm talking about. I wasn't talking down to you. I just, I still feel like Enzo definitely should still try to make winning moves, but I do understand. But that's such a submissive way to play at the same time. And yeah, but at this I don't point, think it's, it's respectable. Just, it's where he's at. But it's just where he's at. It's sad. It's sad. He can't go back and change things. He's just, he is where he is and he has to deal with what he's got. And that's the only way that I could see him possibly making anything out of it. I hate them damn pumpkins. I wish Christmas would have won that HOH, but whatever. <laughs> um, so then they have an Enzo's HOH room segment. I didn't really get nothing from that, but the beginning when he was like, who wants to see my HOH room? And Christmas said, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. It was the most annoying thing she's done all season, I think. I was like, what has possessed her? She's so annoying. So then Christmas ends up on the block. She's upset. Christmas, this whole entire past few episodes has been Christmas crying it has been Christmas tears it's been Christmas emotion and it's crazy because Christmas knows how to give it really well but she cannot take it at all she acts like she is such a beast but she does not really do well with opposition and she doesn't really do well with things that don't go her way and it bothers me to watch because she does act like she's such a champion, but I feel like she should be a better sport than most people in the house because she actually has been in competitive sports and stuff like that. And so I just mm-hmm. don't understand why she why she's so <laughs> soft. <laughs> I thought you would have something to say about that. I mean, uh, <laughs> she's just a sore loser. It just <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean. She, she just, she doesn't take losing well. Um, her way or the highway. Nothing new there. She's been like that all season. She's been that all her, all of her seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get, child, the most ridiculous and unnecessary luxury competition I've ever seen in my life. I um, loved it. It was honestly my favorite part of this week. Are you serious? I thought it was so dumb. <laughs> no, I because I love a draft. You know, oh, my draft what... is everything to me. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. I thought it was just like a really fun, it was very random. I like was not expecting to see that at all. But it was just like, just like the fun of like being able to pick your players and then kind of just like watching it all go out and you don't know like what's going to happen and like seeing them do like like what we do with them like i just found it like really fun to watch i just love drafts when people take it seriously you love what tad oh drafts drafts when people take it gotcha yeah i was whenever i first saw it i was like zach is gonna love this because he loves a damn draft but i i also do love drafts and i love competition but i was just like this is such a long segment <laughs> like it went on forever i felt like so, and i was also <laughs> annoyed so nicole ended up choosing <laughs> janelle as one of her people and i was like she's so damn thirsty she always goes for the she knows what to go for it to have something to talk about which i guess for tv i get it but it also reminded me of last week when, which we, I don't even think we talked about in the episode when Nicole picked up Janelle's picture and she was like, at the bombshell, I have to be, uh, what was she, Frosty's? Wh- 
she got to be cereal and Janelle gets to be this bombshell. <laughs> and she was so whiny about that. But then she picked Janelle for the drive. I was like, you so sus. And then Christmas didn't pick Memphis. And then she was crying about missing him. When Nicole had asked her how she was feeling about Memphis being gone, it was like, that's your best friend. And Christmas was like, oh, it'll happen later. I was like, oh, really, sis? (laughs) It's going to happen later? Are you there? Yeah, I just like, I don't get what you're talking about. How do you not get what I'm talking about? (laughs) I mean, I I don't remember... I like I don't remember like specifically what they said during the draft. This so you don't remember any I'm like I keep I keep going through these sentences. I'm like Zach is not responding <laughs> to any of this. <laughs> I just remember them playing the draft. I didn't like memorize what they said about each other. What well, do you well I take notes during the episode, <laughs> so that's why I have it written down. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> do you not remember when Nicole picked up Janelle's thing and was was like whining because Janelle's was the bombshell and she was so beautiful and she had to be that box of cereal? That was like last week though. That wasn't during the That's what I just said. <laughs> just like you did me. <laughs> I said last week we didn't talk about it on the episode and so I was bringing it up to see what you thought about it and you didn't give me anything to work with. Oh, see, that's why I was like confused. I I must have missed the uh, part. Are you on your phone week. or texting or something? Are you not paying attention? No, I'm paying attention. I just like must have missed it. Like, chill, don't yell at me. See the way he like treats me, guys. <laughs> I yelled at you because you yelled at me. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> okay. Tell me how you feel. Give me something to work with, Zachary. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> See me up in the club with 11 girls. With <laughs> <laughs> 11 girls. <laughs> so did you have something to say or do you want me to continue? <laughs> no, I mean, like, whatever. I felt like her choosing uh, Janelle was a smart move. The thing is, is if I was playing this draft and I was in the house, I would pick with who I thought America would want to win because I feel like that's what, like, the the casting would have done, you know, to please us on the outside to give like some of our favorites a chance. Okay. So I would have probably picked like Janelle or something like that. I didn't see Memphis winning that. I thought Davon was going to win. Me um, too. She was so good. So when she, she came all the way to the end and then still lost to Memphis, I was like, production really can't give us anything, can they? <laughs> um, but um, that's, I mean, but that's like how I would have played it if I was in the house. I would have picked players that I felt like America loved because I would have thought that that's like who the producers would have picked a woman. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. I see that now. Because, I mean, even when she picked Janelle, she didn't like really say anything mean. It was something like, wasn't it, I can't, like I said, I can't really remember what they said about everyone, but I believe it was something along the lines of like, if like you, like have her on my team, like if I can't play with her, like I might as well have her on my team or something. It wasn't anything like mean. No, it was something. It was. It wasn't mean. It was just kind of like giving her another reason to make the her versus Janelle thing a thing, and I'm just like mm-hmm. bored of it because I'm like, girl, it's over. Move on. But it's whatever. But I mean, yeah, she was, was just trying to win ten thousand dollars, and she didn't. Well, she did, didn't and she? She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did, bitch. <laughs> she did. I forgot. Ugh. So yeah, Memphis ended up winning that. I just I. I think it would have been more fun if they really did let us vote on stuff or they did like mm-hmm. do something to make it make the comp like the fights make more sense, I guess, like a reason mm-hmm. for who won in those fights or something like that, because it just seems mm-hmm. so random. And I was just in like, we've been watching this for like 20 minutes. It's been so long. It was such a but long. That's like segment. what I mean, but that's like what a draft is. You never have any 
you never have any say in like who wins or anything. You know, it's not like with Big Brother, we don't know. We just watch and half of the shit they do is really fucking random, but somehow they still win at the end, you know? So that's just like what a draft is. I don't I don't think that like America needed to do anything in this like competition. It was just random. It was just luck of the draw. It would have just made us more interested. It would have been more entertaining for me. I was interested. I I was not. (laughs) Um, So then we got uh, (laughs) eyebrow waxing segment. Um, I need to get my eyebrows waxed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we got the veto competition, which I really liked. I always enjoy these competitions where they have to remember the exact day something happened and then they have to like turn a wheel or do something and get to that exact day and get there first and knock the other people out. How did you feel about this? I would not be able to play that. Like I Why? would be so bad. I wouldn't remember days like that. There's no way. I think like, you even could. If, I mean, I guess like they have nothing else to do in the house besides sit around and talk about like the days, but like that's just, it's just so much to remember. And especially with like all that pressure, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I would want to run in the hamster wheel. That looks fun. But <laughs> I don't think I would do well in that competition. Not for me. I don't know if I would do well either, but I, whenever I watched BBOTT, I remembered so much stuff. I remembered so many of the days. I remember everybody that won HOH and who was on the block and everything. But I felt so engulfed in that season. And we all really felt like we were a part of that game that it just committed to my memory really easily and in a very comfortable way. So I can imagine being in the house, having nothing else to do than having you know, the things that were going on in the house to really like imprint on your mind and and like be almost like a guide to where you are now because all you have are days in that house. So I think we could figure it out if we were in it, like when it comes to the days. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I was a little disappointed because I really wanted Christmas to win because I really wanted Cody gone. And so I was just like, uh, Christmas went out first. And then I think she went over. I don't ever remember stuff. She didn't win. <laughs> Enzo didn't win. I know they went out first and second. It was down to Nicole and mm-hmm. Cody. And Cody ended up winning the veto, which congratulations. He's won the season. At that moment, I was like, this is you winning the season. There's absolutely, I just can't see it not happening at this point. Whatever. I've come to How terms with it. How many points do you get with the winner in the draft? Like, is there any way I can still win our draft? I'm like 100 points behind, but I'm in second place. <laughs> I have no idea. But when I play a draft, I usually don't really care that much about the points. It's always way more about, like, if I pick the winner or not. And so yeah. technically, in my mind, you would win. But also, since it's you, I'm going to go buy points and you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I will have picked the winner two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> we love a loser. Um, so, oh, <laughs> so there was a, another segment about Christmas and Enzo not really being on the best terms. And then Enzo was in the kitchen with Cody and Nicole. And he was like, this is a pretty good final three or something like that. In the kitchen I've been losing jury votes. He was switching the position. <laughs> he was From switching the last. Right. He, he switched up her position real quick. <laughs> And Christmas was within earshot of hearing him. And she was like, really? Really? (laughs) And I was like, damn. I was like, Enzo is out here losing jury votes because you know she was irked. (laughs) Then we got a segment of Nicole laying on that couch saying, congratulations, Nicole. You are the winner of Big Brother All-Stars. Congratulations, Nicole. Look, sometimes you just got to manifest that shit into reality. No, you're right. She's doing her best. She was, but I was actively like, 
Congratulations, <laughs> Nicole. You did not win. <laughs> I'm trying to manifest the opposite. That's why Enzo's not gonna win because manifestation is too girly for him. <laughs> oh. Him and his boiling water can go lose. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he, he can stay in his shack, boiling his water because he can't afford a teapot. <laughs> Woo. But no, I've I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable with the idea of Cody winning. I hate I hate it because I don't want Derek to have the satisfaction, but Cody really did deserve to win BB16. Even mm-hmm. though Derek deserved to win BB16, but he didn't win that final HOH. Cody was so reliant on his loyalty that he let it blind mm-hmm. him and let him lose that game like an idiot. And so mm-hmm. I think that he does deserve to win because he deserved to win the first time. And so like I understand that now and i've come to terms with it so like if that's what happens i'm cool with it even though it's just like Mm -hmm. but see it's not that deep for me i don't i I don't i I don't associate um cody winning the season with Derek. i honestly don't remember Derek. i know all of y'all like (laughs) people on the outside but like this is cody winning doesn't equal Derek winning even if Derek gave him some advice before they went into the house blah 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 i don't care Derek wasn't in this game. Cody was in this game. He did what he needed to do. That's it. Like, if Derek takes credit for anything, then that's him just being stupid and ignorant. Like, he had nothing to do with it. He wasn't in the house. So, yeah, I don't I don't associate that with that. You don't have to, but people who actually know the history and the legacy <laughs> know that Cody and Derek are, are, are were a, a duo. I think in- sometimes when we get so into history it like clouds what could happen in the future and it really ruins what happens in the future so it's like sometimes history is good but sometimes it's unnecessary i Um, I absolutely disagree and i think this is one of those situations where (laughs) this is irrelevant Derek is irrelevant Derek is not the reason that we're having the situation we're having this year is because of the way that Derek played that game the way that cody learned to play that game so there's Mm -hmm. for me there's no way of removing the Derek stain off of cody because cody plays very similarly to the way that Derek wanted to play that's where he learned because that's why how they made it to the final two. Derek orchestrated that entire season. He orchestrated what everybody did, and he made it very I boring. I can't remember because you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I really so don't. you. This is a TV show. These are characters. No, and it's we get different. The next season. <laughs> it's it's it's. I mean, I understand. This is how not you American can... Horror Story. They are not returning every season. We get new people. <laughs> It's different because, like, you. I don't need to remember. You the are cast. a casual. Like Sarah that's Paulson like, is not coming next season. <laughs> Evan Peters will not be returning. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> you really tickled yourself. Uh, but clearly, Cody returned. Clearly, Dave on returned. I clearly, everybody on this yeah, season well, returned. This was the All Star season. This was like the apocalypse season. So when the witches came back. This, <laughs> but now <laughs> the next. <laughs> the next one, we're gonna have a whole brand new season. It's 1984, bitch. <laughs> You're so annoying. But <laughs> this show has been going on for 20 years. American Horror <laughs> Story ain't been going on for 20 years. There aren't a lot of shows that have the legacy. I know. It, it feels like it's been going on 20 years. There really are not a lot of shows that have the history that this show has. And it all builds on each other because the game evolves. Just like Survivor, mm-hmm. you can't really talk about where the game is <laughs> now without talking about Richard Hatch and the way that it started and how things have changed and how things have grown. Like it all builds on each other. And 
the experience with Big Brother is unlike any other show. You can't compare it because you watch them for three months and you have 24-7 access to these people. Mm-hmm. They, it's a completely different experience than any other show that you can bring up. So mm-hmm. I understand why, as a casual, you wouldn't care. But for people who aren't casuals <laughs> and for people who do care a lot more, it's a, it's a way different experience. And I don't think that there's a mm-hmm. way to deny that or to really, like, criticize that. And I don't think I'm not criticizing. I'm just I'm I'm talking for the casuals. I'm talking for people like me. You know, you talk for them. I talk for us. Well, I got to put y'all in y'all place. <laughs> well, I got to tell you that y'all wasted y'all time. <laughs> Whatever, my <laughs> you know, time is not wasted. It, but that's just it's just the way that we experience it. I'm not saying that the way that anyone experiences Big Brother is wrong. It's just for me, I don't hold on to the past. Every season is different. There are new people. Yes, things influence the game and you can't take that away. But as far as like the players and everything, like I don't I don't remember and I don't feel like it's necessary for me to remember. I don't feel like I'm losing anything by not remembering how Derek played the game. I feel like I'm still very much involved in the season and understand what's going on in the season. And I don't necessarily need to know what happened like five years ago in order to enjoy what's going on. You know, it's like a a movie what is it like you don't need to watch oceans 10 to watch oceans 11 shit like that like you can start big brother at any point you can for sure while it's good to have that knowledge and if that's how you want to if that's what you want to spend your time remembering that's fine i'm not going to tell you that that's wrong it's just like a lot and for me personally that's just not something that i find necessary in order to enjoy this experience and that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I wanted to say like a honeycomb, like you have, <laughs> or like a spider web. Not a honeycomb, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you I, I want to hear this honeycomb analogy, please. You like the combs, like the cereal? The, shut up, no. <laughs> but like the everything links together. You can't have mm-hmm. the next one without the one before it to hold it up. When you're building a yeah. house, you have to have a foundation and each layer, or like a tree. If you want a tree to grow big and tall and you want those rings, mm-hmm. every year there's a new ring that gets put on that tree. But that first ring is very important, and that tree would not be able to stand if it wasn't for that first ring. So, yeah, the, the, the you might see the bark on the outside, you might love it, mm-hmm. but in 10 years that bark is not going to be visible. There's going to be a new set of bark on the I know. Outside. But that bark and is still important. It isn't. I'm not saying that it's not important, but I'm not saying that that's what we need to be looking at right now because we're looking at the new bark. We're seeing the outside. We're but why can't you Why There's can't you compare? Why can't you compare and contrast between the two? That's the whole point of like a synthesized understanding of something. <laughs> Look, you can compare. I just don't always think it's necessary to compare. And that's just it. You so raggedy. <laughs> the comparison is there. You can do it if you need to, but you don't necessarily have to. Right. But to have a deeper understanding, talking about the past helps a lot and helps give you a better <laughs> viewpoint on where you are now. I mean, I mean, I guess. If you what is your to, problem with history? You to, <laughs> there, There is no problem with history, but the fact that you're so insistent on that you have to know what happened in order to enjoy or in order to understand how Cody's playing this game. I just don't think it's relevant. I don't think that it is. I don't think that it's a good argument. I don't no, think knowing Derek or anything has anything to do with this season or anything to do with Cody's game or anything like that. Like, yeah, he may have been influenced. Maybe that's how he played it. But at the same time, 
like Derek wouldn't have played the exact same game that he played if Cody wasn't there by his side. By his side, you know, they were both like played off of each other. So I don't really think that like it's Cody taking Derek's game because Derek's game wouldn't have been Derek's game without Cody. So when we sit there and we 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 assess everything and we compare and all that stuff like that's fine, but I just don't think it's necessary because it's two completely different games. So I don't think that we're really like getting at anything other than bringing up old people and comparing a game that happened years ago. And that's just how I feel. You don't have to agree. I mean, I agree on a certain sense, but I, you saying that <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to know what happened in the past to enjoy the present. I completely agree with that, but you don't understand the present. If you don't really know the past, you might understand what you think you understand, but you don't understand the full picture <laughs> of it. And there's no way around that. It just is what it is. You I mean, you can know Zach, but if you don't know your your mom and your dad, you don't really know where Zach comes from. You don't really know. You don't know my mom or dad, and you know where I come from. Not on that level. <laughs> it gets deeper. Like you, everything builds on each other. And I guess I just yeah, I, but like it's not necessary for you to know my mom or my dad to know me. Like yeah, there's history. Yeah, there's things in my past that I can share with you, but like that's not necessary. You know that. But why is it not? Because it's not important. Why is it not necessary? I th- I don't think anybody can really know me if they don't know my my family history. But that's you, you know, like, and that's family is super important to you, and you're very close with your family. For me, I'm not, and so like things like that, it doesn't really like slap the same. Everyone's different. Like you don't really need to know about my past relationships or about all of my other stuff. Like if you want to be with me, you need to know who I am today. <laughs> if you want to be and my lover. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you got to know who I am today. <laughs> I guess we can talk about the past sometimes, but it's really not that important. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Whatever. like, yeah. I disagree highly. I'll share some shit with you. And like, we can talk about why, I feel some ways about some things, but it's not, we're getting like way deeper than big brother, but like (laughs) how I'm feeling right now is the most important to me. And once we, once we address how I feel right now, then we can like talk about things in the past, I guess, but it's not really that necessary. (sighs) Well, child, the next thing that happened was a jury segment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, um, <laughs> we I know this is the longest episode we've had in a very long time. Um if you just want to argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to argue with me. Um so they were trying to figure out who was gonna come in next, and I was cracking up because Ian was like, I think Christmas could come early this year, and Davon was like, Tis the season, tis the season. <laughs> um and then it was necessary. <laughs> right. And then Memphis was talking about his experience, like getting evicted and everything. And Danielle really bothered me this entire segment. I was like, why yeah. is she so cold to everybody? And why is she like, it's just like, I don't, ugh, it, it's that, it's the grossest energy. And it's like, she's such her father's child. And like, it is gross to me but she literally was such a bitch when kevin was david was talking and kevin kind of started talking as well and she was like don't be rude he was like you were the one that interrupted david like you're the one being Mm -hmm. rude but you like what is where is this coming from it was really irritating how did did you have any feelings about that yeah i mean she just doesn't want to be in that jury house (laughs) (laughs) she is ready to get home she is over everything um yeah i mean she was definitely very rude but I, I probably I'd be the same too. Like, 
after losing, like the last thing I want to go do is sit in that house with all the losers. Like I get it's part of the game <laughs> and I would do it, but good. like, I know, I know. Like, but like, I just, it can't be fun. So like, I mean, it just is what it is, but she was rude. Yes. But you saying that that's Loki. The energy she gives me is like, I don't want to be here with all these losers. Like she mm-hmm. thinks she's above people, but really like, ma'am, you are a loser as well. And you got <laughs> you have to understand that Cody did not have your back a hundred percent and he wanted you gone. And she's mm-hmm. still so on this Cody train. It's so weird. I think they're all on the Cody train from the segment. It seems like it's Cody's game to lose. That's what they kept saying. Yeah. It seems like and, everyone's and were, on the Cody train. They were saying that whoever evicts Cody is the person that deserves to win this game mm-hmm. if it can happen. And I totally agree. Um, and they were talking about Enzo and she was, just, and Davon was like, he can't get Enzo again. And I was like, girl, he's going to Enzo himself yet again. Cause he's not trying hard enough, but there wasn't a whole bunch that I got from this segment, except like Danny was the one thing that just irked me, mm-hmm. but I was cracking up the way it ended because Memphis was like, somebody show me to my suite. And Davon was like, Oh, let me show you to your bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But people are saying on Twitter that Danny potentially could be bad for Cody's game in jury because apparently Tyler told Davon all the stuff that Danny was doing. And so Davon and Danny are not on good terms, allegedly. This is all from the mm-hmm. streets. So who knows if this is true or not? Um, and Kevin and David and Davon don't want to vote for Cody. Um, so if Nicole is sitting beside him, they could potentially vote for Nicole to win in the end if mm-hmm. this if this does come to light, that is true. So we'll see, I guess. It should be interesting. So then we move on to the eviction and Christmas was evicted, but I was cracking up because when it first started, Christmas was sitting in the chair and she was like, where are you? And then Julie appeared. She was like, did you just call for me? (laughs) They gave their speeches, Christmas's speech. She told Enzo, congratulations, you got third place. And that's really all I took from that, which was so true. And she kind of laughed. She was like, sorry, but it was so true. And then Nicole's speech, she talked about peeing her pants. And I was just like, girl, what is the point of bringing that up on live television? And... I would just be uncomfortable if I peed my pants on live TV or on live anything. And just like, I don't know. It's just a little strange to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't think it's strange? You had a little. I mean, she's just an awkward, weird girl. I don't know. Just, I don't care. She said she peed her pants. Like it's not the end of the world. It's not, but it's I didn't nasty. think it was embarrassing. I just think, <laughs> it is nasty, but I just don't like. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay, like she has nothing else to say. I guess. <laughs> well, she is a grown woman, and she stood in that kitchen and peed on the floor. It's so nasty. Oh, I don't know about that. I haven't yeah, seen that. she peed on herself in the kitchen. Was she laughing? I think so. Sometimes you pee when you laugh. I mean, I understand, but like get it together if you have to if you laugh hard enough to pee on yourself you probably had to pee <laughs> so you should have went to pee ma'am manage your life you don't be holding it sometimes <laughs> get your life <laughs> this sounds like zach peed on the floor i feel like you just really want to to like protect nicole and cody <laughs> i don't i just weird. like i just like to make you think about what you say because i feel like sometimes you have such strong feelings in one direction that you you tend to um to make things worse when they don't necessarily need to be. So I just like to, I like to make sure you know what you're saying. That's it. 
if there's one thing you ain't got to worry about me is that I don't know what I'm saying. I always I know, know what I'm saying. And I mean, I'm it's not just going like, to... you know, when we were talking about the whole Enzo thing earlier and you didn't get what I was saying and then I kept talking about it and you're like, oh, no, I, like, now I get it. You know, sometimes no, it's like that. I just want to make sure that you see all of the um, all the sides to the story. That's what I'm here for. That's what a co-host is for. What fun would it be if I just agreed with you? No, I agree with you. And I'm happy that you do. I, <laughs> I like having pushback, but sometimes I feel like I feel like you just want to do it with these raggedy people just to, to be like a contrarian. And I'm just like, sir. No, I don't like playing devil's advocate. I'm an angel's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to heaven. Let's hope so, child. Um, so then Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> she was talking to Julie and she was like, it took four nominations to get me. I was like, girl, nobody was trying to get you all season. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like you were really never in danger all season, maybe one time, but never serious. She even talked about going on the block for Enzo. Ma'am, you volunteered. You don't get to count that. Weirdo. I was waiting for the whole, for her the whole time to be auditioning for Julie's job, though. I was like, you know, she's living her best life on this stage right now. Um, and then after her eviction, they had a family segment where they got to see videos of their family. And I know it's it's like messy, but I was like, I, I really hope Vic don't tell Nicole that he's proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly turned it. Did <laughs> I you? didn't watch the family side because there's like five minutes left of the show. And I was like, I really don't care what the family's like got to tell them. So you I loved just, the like, family so it. much last week, though. I thought you would have been excited. But I just know because what the first one was like Cody's girlfriend or something. And I was like, she looks really plain. And so I was just like. <laughs> I'm going to turn it. <laughs> that was the first time that my heart kind of softened for Cody, though, because he turned yeah. beat red and was bawling. Like, he, you could just feel how how real it was for him. And I, I felt that. And that was the first time that I was just... Maybe that's when I was like, I'm fine if Cody wins. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I had a reaction to that. But I didn't have no reaction to Nicole and Victor. Like, I had a... Mm, no. Um, and then Endo's kids were cute. Um, and that's about that. Um, I did have one more question. Yes. Since you are the resident contrarian, um, <laughs> I'm just playing. How do you feel? I don't know what that means, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you feel about people like Christmas that people say isn't an all star and should have never been cast to begin with? How do you feel uh-huh. like they should feel about themselves? And do you think that they're justified in thinking that they're all stars because they were cast, or do you think that public opinion of them matters at all? if it wasn't, if the pandemic wasn't happening, then I feel like they could always be like, I'm an all-star. But because the pandemic is happening um, and some people tested positive and weren't able to go into the house, I don't know who necessarily was supposed to be an all-star and who was an alternative. So there's always that, um, yeah, you could have not been in the house, but like you're lucky you're there. So I think that, I wouldn't look too much into the all-star and especially someone like Christmas, who I hope watches the season and is embarrassed by her game when she actually sees everything that was happening. Um, I hope that she doesn't feel like an all-star. That's how I feel. I love that answer. I don't even have any re- response to that. Cause I think that is perfectly, <laughs> that was great, Zachary. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I- if this were a regular season and she was just cast as an all-star, then she could be like, I'm an all-star. And then I would right. accept it. Maybe they're not BB All Stars. They're BB Call Stars because they answered that call and was like, "Girl, I'm free." <laughs> um, 
Um, so and BB immune SARS, right? Lucky they didn't get it. <laughs> right. So do you, if it's Nicole and Cody in the end, do you think that Cody wins hands down? Oh, yeah, I think Cody will win. I think Nicole will have some votes because some people are bitter towards Cody, but I think there's no way that Cody doesn't win. Yeah. I was starting to write stuff down, and when I was writing, I was like, ooh, child, all these Cody votes, Cody is winning. I just don't see it not yeah. happening. I don't think it'll be if, unanimous. But. Even if even if David, Kevin, and Davon don't vote for Cody, Danny mm-hmm. is going to vote for Cody. I can see Tyler voting for Cody over Nicole. Um, Memphis, I can see voting for Cody over Nicole and Christmas as well, and Enzo as well. So, like, those are the five that he would need. So, I mean, the only thing that Nicole has is just that she's a two time winner and she got Memphis out. Like, that's the only thing that she's done in this game, you know, except she pissed off Nicole. She lied, I mean, she lied to Davon. So, I mean, I if Davon votes for Nicole, then she's just bitter towards Cody. She needs to, she needs to vote for Cody. She doesn't need to be giving, um, Nicole any more money she gave her like ten thousand dollars this past week she gave her the million the last time like she gave Nicole enough money she needs to vote Cody's name down or write Cody's name down or put his little key somewhere I kind (laughs) of hope they are better because if that is the case then the vote would be five to four and I love five to four votes because of the whole Paul situation (laughs) I'm just like but like why you looking better I'm looking better (laughs) The type of bitch that make you wish that you ain't never matter. Get your life. <laughs> That's pretty much everything about Big Brother, but I did have a couple other things that I wanted to ask you about. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Did you see that mess with Evil Dick and Paul on Twitter? I saw something was going down, but I honestly didn't look into it because I just didn't care. Yeah, it's so stupid. What was it? Which was it? Was it about Paul and his mask again? His mask. <laughs> I don't know. I saw something about people talking about like when he put the like face mask. Oh on no 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 like no snake. no! That was me. Okay. I got into a big argument with Paul um, on Twitter. And I then, I saw something about Paul in a mask. And then All Girls Alliance had Dominique from season nineteen mm-hmm. on their show, and I would talk to her. Well, they were they were saying stuff. I was saying in the comments, and then I talked to her on Instagram, and she she still like feels the way that she felt about it then. And she still feels like Paul was in the wrong. And Paul was trying to say on Twitter that he talked to Dominique and their friends and there's, she knows that nothing was this and this and that. And I was just like, clearly there's something not connected here because y'all are both saying mm-hmm. two different things. Anyway, Paul and Evil Dick have this weird back and forth thing. And Paul mm-hmm. posted this video of Evil Dick saying the N word on one of his shows. And it had Rachel and Alyssa on it. And so people were like bashing Rachel and Alyssa because they didn't like stand up and say anything, which understandable, but it was like, it just was such a mess. And I don't know. How is that understandable? No. They didn't say nothing. They weren't like, don't say that word. I didn't. No, they, Rachel said something like, you can't say that or don't say that. I'm not saying that it was understandable for them not to say that. I'm saying it was understandable for people to be mad at them for not saying something. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, what? I could feel your energy. I was like, hold up, back it up. I was like, no, it's not. That's okay. No, it's not okay. But... But they they went on to like Danielle and Jason's show and were talking about the situation. And it was just irritating to me because Paul has a vendetta against Evil Dick and Evil Dick doesn't like Paul. So they both go back and forth. But Paul is the one that reposted that video. So it bothered me to see that people were mad at other people and kind of letting Paul just do what he wants to do. But he's the was one Was there a that, reason that Paul brought that up? Like, well, did something Evil happen Dick, and then he like used it against him? Like, 
or did he just like one day post it? Evil Dick was being rude and he was like not uh, respecting Paul's new pronoun. And there we go. And that, <laughs> so Paul had motive to post yes. what Evil Dick had said. Okay. And he was so using, that... and this is what pissed me off is that Paul was using the idea of Evil Dick saying the N word and using racism in general to, to stoke fires against him for his own benefit. And it's annoying. And then it ended up blowing back on Rachel. How did um, Evil Dick misuse his pronouns? Was it like an accident or was he purposefully misusing No, I think he was doing it on purpose because people were correcting him. But I just want to say, do not use racism as a pedestal for you to to have a platform to say what you have to say and to make yourself try to feel better in the situation or paint somebody else in the other light. Like, Paul has his own issues. It's just like people, people are so... (laughs) <laughs> they're not aware of their own self enough to just leave stuff alone or to just have something be personal. Then they bring it online and don't realize that they're really just condemning themselves at the same time. And it's really just like some foolery all and all around. But speaking of racism, I wanted to talk about the amazing race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Ooh, child. I forgot all about that. Yes. I was like, we need to talk about the amazing races. <laughs> Dude, fuck those Tinder bitches. Listen, that's why I was like, Zach needed to talk about this because they responded to you on Twitter. (laughs) Well, they responded to everyone with the same version of a different, like, or the same version of, or I can't speak, of a different version of the same sentence. Yeah, they're mess. I'm enjoying the season of The Amazing Race, though, otherwise. Me too. I'm really sad that the Olympians are gone. I just feel Uh, like they had so much going against them from the beginning of the race that it would have been a really great story to watch them kind of thrive for a little bit you know like kind of go through all this hardship to eventually become like one of the leaders that's what i thought we were gonna get you know but that didn't happen um they never really got the opportunity either yeah it's all because of the stupid ass tinder people that for some reason i felt drawn to in the first episode and i honestly don't know why because Halfway through the second episode, when she got to the circus thing and she couldn't get across that little line, I was like, why did I like him? Like, <laughs> honestly, I don't like she's not giving me anything. I don't feel bad for her because she's scared of heights. Like, I don't know why I liked them so much in the first episode. I was very taken by the football players. Me too. Um, I love them. They're so great. Uh, the couple that keeps winning. I, um, like I love them. They're so great. And the bearded boys. I, I thought the bearded boys too. were so funny. I love them. And so... Also, I love how the first, like, five teams, like, really worked together at the beginning of the episode. I thought that was cute and nice to see people work together. And it's so early in the game that it doesn't really matter, you know? And it's good to have, like, alliances. So, you know, I I love seeing that. But then there's stupid... Oh, hi, Gloria. Those dumb ass... (laughs) Hold on. She sounded like a fire alarm. I was like, can you change your batteries, please? (laughs) (laughs) But then those, like, dumb ass um, Tinder people, like, went and helped here you tell the story i'm like my words <laughs> so they had to do this this competition where they had to decorate this <laughs> she was like i'm gonna tell the story right they, <laughs> hi hi bb where What's they had up? to decorate this truck and so they had to connect this horn and so everybody was forgetting to connect the horn because they didn't read the clue correctly so all these people were going when it got to like will and james they he they were stuck because they couldn't figure out what to do to be finished 
And so they mm-hmm. finally figured it out that it was the horn. And so they said it out out loud, really loud. And the other team, the Tinder people, they heard them and they were like, oh, we got to do the horn. So then they start doing the horn. And the only other people at the stop were the Black father and son, the Olympians, and they're two Black women. And then these two blonde white girls. The Tinder people, they overheard what the other people said. They got it done on their truck and they were able to go. They ran over to the blonde white girls and were like, we like them. We want them around. So we're going to help them out and told them that they needed to connect the horn because they had been struggling as well. And then they all left the two black teams there to figure it out on their own. And I was like, <laughs> did they really just t- like, like if, if they had figured it out and they wanted to help, that's one thing. But because they overheard it and then told them, it just felt like they intentionally did that. And for them to say out loud that they just like them, they connected better with them or whatever, they wanted them in the race. It just was like loaded to me. And I was like, wait a second, this ain't comfortable. And right. so I tweeted, oh, that was a pretty one. I ain't heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a lot of sounds. Let me push her belly and see what else she can do. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, she didn't think that was funny. <laughs> I tweeted about it and I was like, these people are on notice because this ain't right. And then Zach, I saw Zach had tweeted about it too. And then the couple that did it actually responded to him and were talking about, yes, implicit bias exists and we're going to try to do better <laughs> and all this stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, it just, it felt weird because they were saying that that's what it was. That's how I took it. By saying it exists and saying that you want to do better means that you did that based on what we think you did it for. And so that made me even more uncomfortable about them because they, and they said that to everybody. And so I was just like, do y'all understand that? Like, did y'all, is that really what your intent was? Or like, did you just not like what? It just did not sit right with me i think that due to everything and just like the state of where we're at with everything regarding race i think that she felt by her saying that she was going to bring up issues at hand and like be a part of like the moment and the movement and um not offend anyone or kind of cover herself up for offending people give her an excuse give her an out i feel like that's what she was trying and to she do sounds by, woke like, and seeming, understanding sound, yeah that's what i felt like she was trying to do when she was sending that out and to me it just made her sound stupid um, yeah. but and this was filmed before um, all of the pandemic happened and the, yeah. the riots and everything so it is a lot more heightened so i can understand why people might be a little on edge mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh let me call my black friend and figure out what i should say <laughs> No, but like, I truly, I think that's what she did. Cause if you went on Twitter, like I, cause you told me, oh, she's responding to everyone. So I went and I was like reading what they were responding to. And it was all the things of like people being like, fuck you or like calling them out for what they were doing. I mean, you said you called them out and like nothing really happened, but like I sit there and was literally like, fuck the tender couple. Right. And, like, all that shit. and then I get that, you know, it's like they were, they were responding to like the really aggressive ones and it just, it just felt very weird. It was very weird, but I, they are on yeah, notice. Very calculated. I feel like they've been ready to go with that, probably. Yeah, child. It was uncomfortable. I was like, Lord, we just can't get away from it. <laughs> truly. Ugh, truly. Well, is there anything else that you have to say, sir? I don't think so. You got to get to your park date. <laughs> Do you got any donuts <laughs> left? <laughs> yes, I only ate one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to be late. I've accepted it. It's fine. My hair is like 
got like a little curly from where I was outside and it was humid. So I got to like fix my hair and shit anyway before I go. So I'm just going to be late. Well, bless. I hope you have a good time. This is new for me. I'm not good at being late to things, but you'll be fine. Well, y'all, we'll thank you for tuning in to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. We've got one episode left this season. We're so close, y'all. I'm so happy. Thank God. The finale is on Wednesday, the 28th. I'm very thankful. I was also happy this year that there is no... <laughs> There is no rap party, so there ain't gonna be no rap party drama this year because Chada was not trying to deal. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get invited again. Shut up. <laughs> if you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your big brother friends about what we got going on over here. The finale is on Wednesday. We is ready. I don't know if the new ep- how we're gonna record the new episode. I guess we can talk about that now. Do you want to record it like on Thursday after the finale, or do you, like I don't think we need to wait until um, Saturday. I mean, it just depends on what my work week is like. Let me see. Okay. Because if it's like it was this week, then like I'm not going to be like in a mood to record Thursday oh night. Oh, gosh. Well, it doesn't have to, Oh, yeah. Well, Thursday night. Yeah. I would want to do Thursday yeah. night. Um, yeah. I mean, so it would have to get it over and done evening. with. Um, yeah. And wrapped up with a nice, ugly bow. Be on the lookout for the new episode of Julie Girl Big Brother podcast coming sometime after the finale. Um, And yeah, I think that's about it from us. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And I hope that you all have gone out and figure out how you're going to vote and that you're doing what you need to do to make that happen. Godspeed. Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Julie Girl. Julie. Julie. Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl. Hey, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie.